1: Don't worry, Patriots fans. I'll be your new coach. (laughs) (laughs) Call me Bill Billichick. (laughs) I'm Bill Curtis, and here is your host at the Studebaker Theater at the Fine Arts Building in Chicago, Illinois,
2: Peter Sagal. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, everybody. Thank you all so much. Uh, We do have a great show for you today. Later on, we're going to be talking to Grammy-winning singer-songwriter Jason Isbell but first, this is our first new show of 2024. And like we do every January, we worry that surely this will be the year where we finally run out of dumb things in the news to make fun of. <laughs> but I am happy to report, so far so good. <laughs> Give us a call, answer our questions about what went off the rails this week. The number is one wait wait That's one 888 Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hi. Hi, who's this? This is Shruti. How are you? I'm fine, Shruti. How are you? Good. Where where are you calling from? So, I usually live in Chicago, but I am this week in Avon, Ohio. Avon, Ohio. The world's capital of duct tape. (laughs) Oh, that's how I know it. (laughs) Oh Well, I I am throwing out everything we had planned to do this hour. And why are you there? Are you just such a duct tape fan, you wanted to make a pilgrimage? I actually came for my best friend's baby shower. So shout out Hayden,
3: future baby to be. Right. Uh, and just stayed the week. And I here. there's some snow coming to Chicago. So I'm still right. here. I was,
2: about, I was about to say, there is a big snowstorm this weekend in Chicago. And if you were trying to get away from it, you could have done better than Ohio. I'm just saying. <laughs> Shruti, welcome to the show. Let me introduce you to our panel uh, first up, the stand-up comedian from Brooklyn, whose album Yell Joy is available on all the streaming platforms. It's Joyelle Nicole Johnson. Hey, girl. How you doing? Hey. Next, she is a stand-up comedian you can follow on Instagram at Maeve in America. It's Mave Higgins. Hi. And an actor and writer who can be seen in the acclaimed improv show Two Square at Caveat in New York City on January 30th. And it is his birthday. It's Peter Gross. Hello. So, Shruti, welcome to the show. You, of course, are going to play Who's Bill this time. Bill Curtis is going to start this year off like he did last year, recreating for you three quotations from the week's news. If you can correctly identify or explain just two of them, you will win our prize. Any voice from our show you might choose on your voicemail. Are you ready to go? Yes. All right. Stakes high. Yes, yes, (laughs) that's right. The stakes are very high. (laughs) Your first quote is from a press release from Boeing apologizing for an incident that made the news this week.
1: We regret the impact this has had on our customers and their passengers.
2: So what small inconvenience had an impact on the passengers (laughs) on one of Boeing's airplanes?
1: Well, I believe it was when the exit door in the middle of the plane
2: uh, blew off. The left a gaping hole in the plane. That's right. The door blew off in the middle of the flight. Uh, and the big gaping hole and all the air flew out, and it forced the plane to make an emergency landing. Um, the airline pointed out that, fortunately, the seat next to the hole that was created was unoccupied although they didn't say at what point it became.
4: <laughs> if there was somebody that was gonna get sucked out of a plane, I hope it would be the person who was barefoot and had his feet up on the yeah. back of the seat. We, we,
2: all, we all know who we want the yeah, blowout yes, to be exactly. next to. <laughs> Oh, the screaming baby, oh no. <laughs> That's terrible.
5: Peter, Hayden's not even
2: born yet. Yeah.
4: No, not Hayden, he'll, he'll be a perfect child.
5: Yeah. But um, is, isn't the person in the agency row like supposed to be strong enough to hold on to the door
2: that yes they are check. all of you willing to hold on to the door <laughs> with all your might When, as as, if, as four thousand atmospheres try to push it out of the plane you have to answer verbally no um actually this is the thing people are calling it a door it was not a door it was a door plug and what it does oh. is it covers up a, a hole in the fuselage that is supposed to be an additional emergency exit door. So It's like a
4: toupee for a plane. Did they find it? Did it
2: like
5: land on someone's... Yes, this is the crazy
2: thing. The door itself landed in someone's yard. (gasps) Immediately, this being where we live now, ran out and filmed it, which is cool. And not only that, and this is absolutely true, but an iPhone, a passenger's iPhone, was also found on the ground working Mm -hmm. perfectly. 16,000 feet. Straight down. down, found it. And not only was it working perfectly, but it still had the baggage receipt in the airplane apps, so it had the flight number, right? Oh, where know where this came from? Oh, right? Oh. And it's thank God that this guy's iPhone was on airplane mode when they found it. Otherwise, Boeing would be like, we warned you, look at what happens when you don't listen. All right. Uh, your next quote was a headline on the Today Show this week. It's about a product that all of a sudden everybody is lining up for hours to get, and they're sometimes even fighting each other over it, here we go. Why is everyone suddenly so thirsty? So, what is this latest absolutely must-have product? Um, Having eavesdropped on a conversation between two Target workers this week, I know it is the pink Stanley mug. You're right, the Stanley insulated mug. Move over, Beanie Babies, Tickle Me Elmo's, Ozempic, the latest must-have <laughs> item. People are going crazy over it. It's, it's, it's the Stanley insulated tumbler. There have been fights at Target stores. A guy jumped over the counter at one Starbucks that was selling them, grabbed a bunch of them, was trying to run out when he was tackled by security. One... Cu- the security <laughs> took it and was like, ran, you know, ran out. out, Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, it wasn't that judge in that case drinking out of one of those cups and the guy jumped over to try Maybe that's why... <laughs> That's what was going on, the guy who jumped
2: at the judge he was just trying to get his cup. Yeah. What is so special? I don't have Well, uh, That is my question, because it's just an insulated mug, right? I mean, th- we have lots of different kinds of them. There are thermoses. What is what is going on here? Apparently, your house can burn down and the cup still have ice in it. Well, yeah. Th- this actually, a lot <laughs> really? of people, you're, you're, uh, Joel's right. Th- uh, this video went viral recently. This woman's car caught fire and burned down Ugh, to the, women. the frame. Right? Oh yeah. Women drivers. <laughs> <laughs> well, she shouldn't have been and trying so, to do her hair with her uh, yes, hair, hair totally dryer there. Right. In the so in Stay and, home. in the video, right? She goes into the burnt-out car and she pulls out her Stanley mug no. and shakes it, and it's still got solid ice in it. Yeah. It, after a fire.
5: Oh, so it's like a global warming solution.
2: In a way, if we can just find a way to encase the entire planet in yeah. a yeah. large enough so, oh my Stanley thermos. Yeah. It does
4: feel like it's the thing where, like, Mark Zuckerberg is going to be like, "Build me a home out of that." Yeah. <laughs> so right. I can, yeah. Apparently, I can they should make anything.
5: airplanes out of
2: it. <laughs> Apparently. <yeah.
4: laughs> it's the Stanley door. <laughs>
2: All right, your last quote is someone lying. I
1: read at least 339 books last year.
2: That was a comment on the Washington Post, specifically a comment on a story saying that you are in the top 50% of all Americans when it comes to reading if you read how many books in 2023? Hmm. You know, it's sad, I, I imagine it's low, but could I get a hint? This is like card well, sharks. All right, I'm gonna give you a hint, I'm gonna, <laughs> give, you a hint. I'm gonna yeah. give you a hint. <laughs> it's more than one. <laughs> um, let's say three. No, that's the too case. many. <laughs> <laughs> it's the right number of martinis. It's more than one. It's two, all right, it's, it's, more it's than two. One. It's two, yes, two <laughs> books. According to the survey. 50% of Americans read less than two books during all of last year. Now, I personally read 200 books because I say it counts as a book if you turn on the subtitles on Netflix. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yes. And, and they didn't say how long the books... Because some books are just you know longer than right. others.
4: Yeah. You so, know who's skewing the numbers is kids yeah. Yeah. because you Children. can yeah you yep. can like, like read a book to a kid. You oh, can that read counts. three books in one night. I, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Exactly. one
2: of my books I read last year I just tore through in one night because I really wanted to find out who the monster at the end of the book was. <laughs>
5: <laughs> who was it?
2: It was, it was Grover. Grover. I'm sorry, was that a spoiler? <laughs> oh.
4: It was Grover. He's so scared and it's him. That's <laughs> oh, funny.
5: <laughs> My kids were taken away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was their
4: Grover. Your, at your request.
5: <laughs>
2: Bill, how did Shruti do in our quiz? Shruti got them all right. She's a winner. Congratulations, Shruti. Thank you. Thank you so much for playing, Shruti. Thank you. Right now, panel, it is time for you to answer some questions about this week's news. Peter, it's a bit later than usual, but winter has finally come to Canada. And with it, a warning from officials saying that drivers there should never, ever let a moose do what?
4: I was going to say it has something to do with a moose. And then you said moose. I swear to God, I was going say moose. They should never let a moose, uh, it's called shotgun. Uh, they should never let a moose uh, hit their car. They should never let a moose drive. They should
2: never let a moose... Um,
5: out of the fridge too long?
2: Uh, out of the fridge too long? It's, you probably won't guess it without a hint. Let me try to give you one. No, I think I might. No, no, I <laughs> we have an hour and a half. Yeah. Well, okay. one of the reasons is you don't want to have a moose with its tongue stuck to the hood of your car. You shouldn't let a moose lick your car. Exactly <laughs> right. The Canadian government says, please do not let moose lick your cars. Canada, winter, snow, ice, and with that they salt the roads, right? And that means the salt gets on the cars and that attracts moose who like to lick the salt off the cars. This is also known as a Canadian car wash.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I bet it's adorable to be sitting there because moose, meese, mice... Moose. Mousse, <laughs> moose. Moose they're not they're not like cruel. They're not, no, they're not coming they're at people. They're big with,
2: herbivores. And yeah. can you imagine how adorable it would be to have an so enormous ungulate outside your car with its big tongue <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we have different definitions of adorable. Uh. You would not like this. Absolutely not. No, you would Are you not. kidding me? No. What I'm animal lying. do you want licking
4: your car? Uh, <laughs> a
1: baby seal. Uh. Aww.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Coming up, our panelists tell you all a lovely fairy tale. It's our Bluff the Listener game. Call one wait wait We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu.
1: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We are playing this week with Maeve Higgins, Peter Gross, and Joyelle Nicole Johnson. And here again is your host at the Studebaker Theater in Chicago, Illinois, Peter Sagal.
2: Thank you, Bill right now it's time for the wait wait don't tell me bluff the listener game if you'd like to play call one wait wait or if you feel phones are just 2 20 check out the pinned post on our instagram page at wait wait npr hi you're on wait wait don't tell me hi this is freya herwitz from newton massachusetts hey freya how are you i'm good how are you peter i'm well i know newton pretty well um what do you do there
3: I am
6: the Director of Procurement for TripAdvisor, and I have a little side gig where I make some woodworking
2: products. You do? You're a woodworker. What sort of things do you make?
6: Uh, I make bowls and
2: cheese knives and charcuterie boards. So basically, it's all (laughs) appetizer-oriented. Pretty much, yeah. That's really great. Well, Freya, welcome to the show. You're going to play the game in which you must try to tell truth from fiction. Bill, what's Freya's topic? Fairy tales can come true. Who wouldn't want to live in a fairy tale, visit an enchanted kingdom, and... Trade your firstborn child for some homemade goblin gold. (laughs) Well, this week we heard a story so magical it seemed to be right out of the pages of a storybook, but it's true. Our panelists are each going to tell you one. Only one of them, of course, is real. Are you ready to play? Ready. All right. First, let's hear from Joyelle Nicole Johnson.
5: Every day, Rodney Holbrook, a 75-year-old retiree in Wales, messes about in his work shed and leaves everything in disarray. Then, in the morning, he wakes up to find everything has been put back in its place. Was it a judgmental ghost? (laughs) A neighbor with a penchant for tidiness? He knew it wasn't his wife. (laughs) (laughs) After setting up a night vision camera to catch the Good Samaritan in action, he found out to his surprise, it was a meddling mouse. That's right, a tiny, filled mouse with possible OCD was <laughs> organizing the workbench of the 75-year-old retiree in his nightly stead. I'm just awed by it, really, Mr. Holbrook said. Every day I take it out, and it's all back in again. <laughs> An expert described this as intrinsically mousy behavior. When reached for a comment, the mouse added, he's such a slob. Squeak!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Every night... A mouse comes out and neatens up a man's workshop, And by the way, we can call the mouse Mickey, because that's in public domain now. <laughs> Your next story of a something very fairy comes from Peter Gross.
4: Hilda Loeffner of Bopard Germany, has always been proud of her long, luscious hair, which clocks in at 10.5 meters for the metrically challenged, that's 34 feet 5 inches. This week, the local paper, the Bopard Times-Picayune, was doing a story about Hilda's new world record, and she was in her attic rooting around for an old picture of herself with short hair, since Hilda hasn't had so much as a trim in almost 50 years. For the metrically challenged, that's still 50 years. Um, <clears throat> suddenly, tragedy struck. Hilda accidentally locked herself in the attic. Someone save me, she cried out the window, Germanically, like a classic damsel in distress. Her neighbor, Laszlo Scherzer, heard her pleas and called to her, I'd love to help, but I have bad knees and can't climb stairs. However, I do have very strong arms. (laughs) So, Hilda lowered her hair out her window for Laszlo to climb. It took him half an hour to scale all 34 feet 5 inches of her hair, but he did it, saving the fair maiden. When asked to comment, Hilda said, Ow! That really hurt! Screw this, I'm getting a haircut.
2: A woman with exceptionally long hair is rescued by someone who climbed up it. And your last story of a nonfiction fable comes from Maeve Higgins.
5: The scientific phenomenon of animals speaking human languages for 30 minutes each Christmas Eve is having a lingering effect into the new year. The Wall Street Journal reports that a 78-year-old box turtle named Diana confronted her owner about failing to take financial advice year on year. <laughs> Diana said bitterly, quote, if you're moron of a grandmother, listen to me about Microsoft stock back in 76, maybe this damn celery would be organic. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Greenwich family in Massachusetts were shocked by their guinea pig Jordan's take on the Supreme Court. Jordan spoke at length about how the court should be expanded to 20 judges, insisting 19 of them should be guinea pigs. <laughs> and finally, Glenda Garvey was surprised when her nine-year-old Jack Russell, Melissa, revealed something very profound. Speaking to CNN Miss Garvey said every year on Christmas Eve Melissa says she loves me and I say I love her but this year she said she didn't just love me she's in love with me <laughs> <laughs> When asked to comment Melissa just drank really fast from her water bowl for a long time then pretended to be asleep Woo <laughs> Lesbian dog oh, right.
2: Okay One of these fairy (laughs) tale-like events really happened. Was it from Joelle Nicole Johnson, a man discovers that the person or thing cleaning up his workshop every night is in fact an adorable little mouse? Or from Peter Gross, a woman with extremely long hair is rescued by someone who climbs up it, Rapunzel-like. Or from Maeve Higgins, the animals spoke on Christmas Eve like they do every year. Uh (laughs) But this time we have questions.
5: It's from CNN,
2: it is. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing. Of course, it's from CNN. They have a talking wolf. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh, hello. Too soon. So Freya. <laughs> <laughs> Freya. So Freya, which of these stories was the real one in this week's news?
6: Well, I'd love to make some comment about guinea pigs on the Supreme Court, but I'm going to have to go with Joyelle's, uh, wood shop
2: workshop mouse. The, work, the, the mouse that neatened up the workshop every night. That's Joelle's story. Well, to bring you the correct answer, we spoke with someone familiar with the real story.
6: The house mouse is the second most successful mammal on
2: planet Earth. Wouldn't it be fabulous if we could put the mice to work? That was Bobby Corrigan, an urban rodentologist who studies rats and mice, commenting on how this behavior isn't that surprising. Congratulations. You have not only won a point for Jael just for telling the truth so charmingly, but you have won our prize. Congratulations.
5: Yes. Thank you very much.
2: Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And now it's time for the game we call Not My Job. Jason Isbell has won four Grammy Awards, and he's been acclaimed as America's greatest living songwriter, not to mention his first major film role was starring in Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. Not bad for a guy who named his backing band after an insane asylum. Jason (laughs) Isbell, welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Thank you. Thank you very much. so great to talk to you. Now, I, I said that when I introduced you, but it is true that people think you're one of the greatest songwriters alive, like, like John Mayer called you our greatest living lyricist. So my question is, what is his problem with your tunes?
6: That's what I thought too. He yeah. doesn't like my guitar playing. <laughs> <laughs> I think and he, what I think I he, he yeah. made
5: up for it when he wrote that song about your body being
2: a wonderland. <laughs> he did
6: that. Yeah, it was originally uh, Wonder Bread, but he
2: changed it. <laughs> and, and, and I also heard you say once that when you met Bruce Springsteen, he immediately launched into one of your songs.
6: <gasps> he did, yeah. He said, uh, he said that his son had brought my album. Uh, Home and he had really fallen in love with this song called Traveling Alone and then he leaned in and he started singing it and uh, You know and I immediately thought oh my god This man is singing my song in Bruce Springsteen voice this is kind of a meta moment because that is really Bruce Springsteen voice But yeah, he was very very kind which meant a whole lot
2: to me sure. Well, how do you respond to that? Did you feel like you needed to do a little you know dancing in the dark for him just to even things out? (laughs) Yeah, I felt like I needed to do that. I
6: I really felt like I needed... I I sang uh, Thunder Road in its entirety (laughs) a (laughs) cappella. I did did a knee slide at the end. (laughs)
2: Um, there is, I, I don't know what you want to call it, a stereotype, a, a cliche, maybe even a joke about you that you only write very sad songs. But have you ever just sat down to just like, you know, just show the world and write a song like, my puppy is so cute or something <laughs> like that, just to show you've got that club on your back? No. No. I've never- <laughs>
6: That club. That club's not good for hitting the ball um, for me. No, I haven't. I've written songs for my daughter. My daughter's eight years old. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. And I have made up songs for her that are happy.
2: uh, And she did not like them, so I went. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: And
2: and so I I read this thing about you that you you went to college. You're a creative writing major, but you left college one credit shy of getting your degree. And then... Just recently, years after you left school, you went back and they gave you your degree. Is that right?
6: Right. Well, I didn't go back. Like, they,
2: I don't know if I'm supposed to tell this. Um, <laughs> if, if you don't know you're supposed to, then you definitely are.
6: I definitely am, yeah. Wait, wait, don't say that. Um <laughs> So what happened was, it was a human fitness and wellness course. So it was a book course about, like, how many calories are in a cupcake. And they would, this was in, like, the 90s. So they would, well, they would take you in and pinch you with the little forceps and tell you if you were overweight or not. And I was not about to
2: do that. So wait a minute. This was was, the only course you had to take to graduate college, this human health course. And you were like, absolutely not. I'd rather just leave.
4: Yes, yes, wow. that is exactly what happened. Well, he'd been pinched and enough. He was like, i got to get out of here.
6: Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the most beautiful moments of my life because I remember distinctly thinking, um, I can get out of here and walk out and no one's going to arrest me or anything. Yeah. Uh, you can... Like, don't tell your children this, but you can just leave college.
2: And and so, more recently, the college approached you and said, we are aware that you were one credit shy and you never graduated, so what did they They said
6: that I knew enough now about uh, those things. In in their estimation. (laughs) Um, and they uh, gave me my degree. Uh, but I don't know if the degree that they gave me is a is a degree that existed before that moment or not. It looks <laughs> like something they made up. Like it's got the word studies in it more than once. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I can use it for, but I'm very proud of it. Sure. Uh, you,
2: you are married to another uh, wonderfully talented uh, singer, musician, and songwriter, Amanda Shires. And, and you were actually on NPR's uh, Tiny Desk concert, and you were with her, right? And there's this moment during the concert that you do, which is wonderful, everybody should look it up, where your beautiful, talented wife, looks at you and leans close and says, do I have any boogers? <laughs> yes. And and you lean in and you check and you say no. And right. Under, and I just want to say is, is, is that like what your relationship is normally like?
6: <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think that's true love. If, if you yeah. feel comfortable enough to ask and they feel comfortable enough to answer uh, then, you know, you're being a good friend to that person in that moment. Yeah. Um, and you know, the only other option was just go with the boogers and, and play the show with the boogers. Yeah. And nobody wants that to
2: happen. Yeah. Uh,
6: the problem is, the problem is when, when I see boogers
2: and she doesn't, then we have a, a problem. And, and when that happens, and you're like, you have boogers, and she's like, no I don't, do you say, well, I'm a college graduate.
6: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have my degree in studies and other studies. (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: Jason, Isbell, it is so much fun to talk to you. We have invited you here to play a game that this time we're calling... Big Ben, is clock? No, is (laughs) bell. So... We have decided to ask you, Jason Isbell, three questions about Big Ben, which many people don't realize is not the clock, it's the bell in the clock. Answer two out of three questions correctly, you'll win our prize for one of our listeners. The voice of anyone they might like from our show going bong, bong on their voicemail. Bill, who is Jason Isbell playing for? Jared Maynard of Dearborn, Michigan. All right. Here's your first question about Big Ben. The man who designed Big Ben, both the clock and the bell, was Baron Grimthorpe, who was a lawyer and self-proclaimed expert on clocks. In fact, uh, his fame about his expertise on clocks was such that he was repeatedly elected president of Britain's Horological Institute. Great guy to have in charge, but there was a problem. What was it? A, he was never weirdly on time to the meetings. (laughs) B, he was so obnoxious as a person, a condition of him becoming president was that he never attend any of its dinners, or C, he demanded that the clock in the Institute's clock tower be digital. Sure.
6: <laughs> I mean, since you called him a self-described expert, uh, I would say that he's not somebody you would want to sit down. At dinner with.
2: You're exactly right. I would go with B. That's right. Uh, in fact, uh, he was originally charged with picking someone to design the clock, and he said, you know who's best at designing clocks? <laughs> Me. <laughs> All right. You got that one right. You were very sharp on that. Uh, Grimthorpe, uh, as I said, gave himself the job of designing the clock and the bell, which... Immediately cracked the first time they hit it with something. And he dealt with that disaster by doing what? A. He took responsibility, apologized, and handed off the job to someone else to do correctly. B. He claimed that he meant it to crack because it would sound better that way. Or C. He made friends with a guy who worked at the foundry that made the bell, got him drunk, and convinced him while drunk to say that it was all their fault.
6: Mm. Ooh, C is tempting. But it's hard for me to imagine this man making friends with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with B again. You,
2: no, it was actually C. He Ooh. did oh, get it. the guy drunk, convinced him to say it was the foundry's fault. That not being true, the foundry sued him for libel and won. And then he got angry and said it again, and they sued him again, and they won again. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So, last question. If you get this right, (laughs) you win. In addition to uh, the bell of Big Ben and the clock, and the bell, by the way, is still cracked, uh, the Baron is memorialized forever by what? A, the phrase to Grimthorpe, which means to ruin a building while attempting to restore it. (laughs) B, an act of parliament requiring all clockmakers to this day to prove that their products were not designed by Baron Grimthorpe, <laughs> or C, being the only person to be buried in a small nave of Westminster Abbey known as the Jackass's Corner.
6: Oh, uh, um, I think it's A. I think
2: it is A. You're right, it is A.
6: Yeah. <laughs> wow.
2: Bill, how did Jason Isbell do in our quiz? Well, we know he did not Grimthorpe
1: this. See, oh. Two out of three, you're a
2: winner, Jason. Again! Jason Isbell is a celebrated singer-songwriter whose new album, Weather Veins, is up for three Grammys. Jason Isbell, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, uh, wait, wait, thank tell you. Me. What an absolute thrill to talk to you. Take care. In just a minute, Bill tells you how to win your next slam dunk contest in our Listener Limerick Challenge. Call 1-888-WAIT-WAIT to join us on the air. We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR.
0: Support for NPR and the following message come from State Farm. As a State Farm agent and agency owner, Lakeisha Gaines understands the support small businesses need.
3: Every day we get the privilege of helping people to recover from the unexpected, realize their dreams, and help manage the risk of everyday life. And for small business owners, we help them to think about all the things that are necessary so that they can continue to run their businesses successfully without interruption. As a business owner myself, I first reflect back to the experiences that I have. So we look at their liability. We look at their retirement. We look at the interruption coverage, everything that they need in order to continue to operate efficiently.
0: Talk to your local agent about small business insurance from State Farm.
1: The NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Maeve Higgins, Joyelle, Nicole Johnson, and Peter Gross. And here again is your host at the Studebaker Theater in
2: Chicago, Illinois, Peter Sagel. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> in just a minute, Bill puts on his safety harness to go to the rhyming gym in our listener limerick challenge. If you'd like to play, give us a call at 1-888-WAIT-WAIT. That's one Eight nine two four. Right now, panel, some more questions for you from the week's news. Joyelle, uh, the skincare company Sephora has a problem. Some customers say that their new Delicia Drench brand body butter is great on the skin and it smells wonderful, but it also does what? Attracts moose so close. <laughs> it attracts something, they say, but not moose. Terrible men. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go so far as to say even worse. Ooh, what's Mm. worse than that? (laughs) Mice? Smaller.
5: (gasps) Smaller than mice? And worse. (gasps) Like roaches.
2: I'm going to give it to you, wolf spiders. Oh.
5: (laughs) Wait, what? how are you going to give that to Joanne? Well, she got three wrong answers. Don't be jealous. This is, this
2: is the problem. <laughs> we what, over here, I've been doing this for a while, mate. <laughs> and what I saw happening after she said roaches was 20 minutes of trying to get her to the right insect. <laughs> I would have
5: never and got, I got was the wolf, wolf like, spider. Well, let's spiders. just skip that. Let's go that right to spiders. I didn't know wolves has spiders.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I would have never got the wolf spider. It's like a pet
2: for yeah. a wolf. It started, this all started with a Reddit post saying, quote, if you're scared, uh, you know, about the product, if you're scared of wolf spiders, watch out for these lotions, LOL, right? And Uh. Reddit, who knows? But more and more reviews started being posted on the Sephora website rating Delicia Drench four stars and 6,000 hungry wolf spiders. Uh. But what do you expect when you slather your body with something literally called butter? Excuse me, I use shea butter. That was rude. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, when you put on shea butter, what do you attract? Oh, boy. Rich men. <laughs> there you yeah. go.
4: First class, baby. <laughs> Rich
5: nerds.
2: <laughs>
5: I use Kerrygold butter. <laughs> All over my minute. body.
2: On your skin. I wonder on what that's skin. for. Yeah. Like, yeah, who's buying this stuff? <laughs> oh, <Old> Davis. <laughs> Salted. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, a Facebook group for tourists in New York City uh, suggests an inexpensive and easy tip for anyone wanting to experience what it is like to live in the Big Apple. All you have to do is what? The something rat-related? It is not rat-related. <laughs> okay. Can I have a hint? Sure. Everyone's it, Well, you've home. heard of walking tours. These are stalking tours. Oh, God. Stalk celebrities? Not celebrities. Stalk regular people? Stalk regular people. Just follow New Yorkers around as they live their life. Oh, oh. That's, um, please don't do that. No.
4: <laughs> I think we all live there. I think right. that's for I, us. I, 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 will, I, will, that? I will
2: quote from this Facebook group, again, devoted to tourists visiting New York. Quote, pay attention to the homes, the locals on the street. Follow them discreetly <laughs> to discover where they shop and eat. It reads as if it were written by a serial killer who was just trying to get away for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I worry
5: I might not be doing anything like exciting enough.
2: Right. Oh, I'm just following. like
5: wandering into CVS forgetting why going back out again. Oh yeah. my God, it's not working.
4: You and know. they're like the locals are so fascinating. <laughs> they walk in a building and then they just walk right out They
5: of make them. no sense. Wow. Look, she's screaming at a pigeon. <laughs> why?
2: <laughs> Imagine they're going home. So it was so exciting. They went into a laundromat and they couldn't leave because somebody might steal their clothes. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'll follow you.
2: Coming up, it's lightning fill in the blank, but first it's the game where you have to listen to the rhyme. If you'd like to play on air, call or leave a message at one wait wait that's you can catch us here most weeks at the beautiful Studebaker Theater in downtown Chicago and come see us on the road. We'll be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on February 1st and then in Austin, Texas on February 29th. Our first ever show, by the way, on a February 29th. Mm. For tickets and information <laughs> to all of our live shows, go to nprpresents.org and you can follow us on Instagram at WaitWaitNPR. Come on, do it. We dare you. Be cool. <laughs> Hi, you're on WaitWait. Wait, don't tell me. Hi, Peter. Hello, who's this? This is Carrie Pacuco. Carrie Pacuco. Where are you calling from, Carrie? I'm calling from New Orleans, but I used to live in Chicago. Oh, really? Yes. How how could you ever leave? (laughs) Um,
3: I put a snow shovel on the hood of my car and drove south until people said, what's that thing? (laughs) (laughs) That's why.
2: I can believe you. Well, welcome to the show, Carrie. Bill Curtis is going to read you three news related limericks with a last word or phrase missing from each. If you can find that last word or phrase correctly, on two of the limericks, you'll be a winner. Ready to play? Absolutely. Okay, here is your first limerick In
1: December, I drank like a champ. In the new year, that vice I'll revamp. But I think stopping cold is a little too bold. I don't think I'll go dry. I'll go...
2: (laughs) Damp? Damp, yes. Very good. So you have heard, as we all have, of dry January. That's when you give up drinking for the month. But now there's a less intense version called damp January. Why damp? Well, because they went through a thesaurus, and every other word that means slightly wet is just disgusting. (laughs) So the idea is that some people say, well, instead of quitting alcohol cold turkey you commit to damp January. That's like dry January, but with a splash of Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done a dry January, and I never will. You yes. <laughs> you just sounded so drunk. i <laughs> <laughs> <And further> good. <laughs> further you don't need to. No, when you think about it, damp January is the perfect solution. It's a way of both giving up alcohol and a way to deal with the stress of giving up alcohol. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and it means like you just might have one drink, one drink a day. <laughs> yeah. One drink. Well, I think a quick one in the morning. Yeah, sure. Rum, just to, and you
2: happy. know, just to just, just to take, take the go. edge off mm-hmm. and then, you know.
5: And then one just before dinner maybe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then yes. at dinner.
4: The wine, obviously. that
2: accompanies company's a fine meal.
5: Yeah. Not drinking. I yes. can relate to this. I'm yeah. a
2: damn January person. Are you really? Yeah. So you're like you're cutting back but not yeah. like okay. exactly so tell me what your uh, routine then is. Oh, uh, I was rules? sick for the first week, so. <laughs> so you're sort of... <laughs> so you're like, you're sick for the first week, you didn't drink, drink. and now you're drinking like you usually do, so exactly. if you average it out, it's only damp, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
5: You were sick for two days, is that right?
2: <laughs> All right, here is your next limerick. My desire to dunk
1: is no whim, so I joined this Connecticut gym, We've adjusted the rules so we all can look cool. In our league,
2: we have lowered the... Rim? Yes, Rim. Good news for everyone who is short or weak or both. (laughs) (laughs) Low rim basketball leagues are sweeping the nation. These leagues lower the height of the basket from ten feet to eight and a half feet so that everyone can dunk the ball. Move over, Air Jordan, it's ground de (laughs) veto.
4: Eight and a half still probably has a few people who
2: can't dunk, yes. I would imagine. Hey, why are you looking at me? <laughs> I was looking at Bill, I'm sorry. And if you're like, wow, that's great, they should make more dumbed down easy versions of other sports as well, have I got great news for you about pickleball?
5: <laughs> why, well, have they made that easier?
3: Um,
2: I was just trying to think. Like, okay, they took tennis and they made it, it blo- easier to pickleball. Yeah. How would you make pickleball easier and all I could come up with <laughs> was that little paddle with a rubber ball on yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Here is your last limerick. As bananas get shipped
1: into town, their freshness will not let me down. With edited jeans, they stay yellow or green. Our bananas will never turn
2: Brown. Yes, yes, you are good. A company good. called Tropic has gene edited bananas, they say, so they never turn brown, reducing food waste and of course cutting global banana bread production by ninety-eight <laughs> percent.
5: Is there still, I mean, as a comedian, it's my duty to ask, like, <laughs> if the banana peel, that's well, never we, going away, we right? Don't, Slipping on a banana that's peel. That's the thing.
2: We don't know. They say we, mm-hmm. we've patented this gene-edited banana. It will mm-hmm. not go brown. We don't know anything else about it. Oh and goodness. we should not get excited until we do. For example, it might be like, it never turns brown, but it screams now when you eat it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Bill, how did Carrie do in our quiz? (laughs) Carrie is really good with three in a row, Carrie. Congratulations. Congratulations.
2: Thank you so much. This is fun. Thank you. Take care, Carrie. Bye bye. Bye.
0: This message comes from Capital One, offering commercial solutions you can bank on. To learn more, go to cancer.org.
2: Now onto our final game, Lightning Fill in the Blank. Each of our players will have 60 seconds in which to answer as many fill in the blank questions as they can. Each correct answer is worth two points. Bill, can you
1: give me the
5: current scores?
1: I believe Joel has four, Peter has two, and
2: Maeve has one. Maeve? Yeah. Surprisingly, you're in third place.
5: Okay. There's still time.
2: There's still time. You're going to do this. We're going to ask you these questions. You're going to fill in the blank quickly and rapidly. Okay. Rock it through it.
5: Yeah. Peter, don't be dawdling.
2: All right. (laughs) You're right, Maeve. I'll pick it up. Here we go. The clock will start when they begin your first question. Fill in the blank. On Wednesday, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis faced off in the latest blank.
5: Presidential Competition.
2: competition. Yes, close enough. Debate, yes. On Wednesday, the SEC approved plans to offer exchange-traded funds tied to cryptocurrency blank. I don't think it's fair, these questions.
5: I don't even know what you just said. Just
2: say a word. Say Say any Money. Money. No, Bitcoin. After 27 years, Tiger Woods announced an end to his advertising partnership with blank. Golf. No, he's still playing golf, but he won't advertise with Nike. Okay. This week, a new report found that in 2023, there was a 300% increase in people naming their dog blank. Maeve? No. <laughs> Would have been a coincidence right? were I to ask you that. No, a 300% increase in people naming their dog beer. <laughs> The yearly report found that beer was one of the most popular dog names of 2023, proving the old saying, a dog is a man's best enabler.
4: <laughs> That's because people wanted to go, come here, beer. Come here, in, beer. In, yeah. Good come here, beer.
2: beer. <laughs> Bill, how did Maeve do? She got one right. There you are. God bless.
5: And actually, I'll just say, for this round, you get double.
1: Well, you got two more and that's a total of 3 you're almost in first place Troyell still has
2: 4 <laughs> but you're right there you are you're right, you're right there. there you're you're within striking distance <laughs> okay all right Peter, you're up next yes. on oh, the Blank. On Wednesday, former New Jersey Governor Blank suspended his presidential campaign. Uh, Chris Christie. Right. On Monday, New York City announced a lawsuit against the bus companies transporting Blanks into the city. Uh, migrants. Right. This week, two Republican-led committees approved a report which recommended holding Blank in contempt of Congress. Uh, Hunter Biden? Yes, indeed. This week, a man in Alabama was arrested after he blanked at a Bass Pro Shop store. He uh, jumped into the tank
4: and said, look at me, I'm a fish.
2: <laughs> That's what he did. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> <What>?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: he, he, he <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he said that, but he did take off all his clothes and did a oh. cannonball into the giant fish tank.
1: Wow! That
2: was a 100% guess. I believe you. On, on Tuesday, <laughs> on Tuesday, NASA announced it was postponing its plans to return to the blank fish tank. A uh, moon? No, the moon. Yes. With a total of five wins, the movie Oppenheimer led the 2024 Blank Awards. Golden Globe Awards. Yeah, 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 yes. This week, an Indiana couple held their wedding ceremony with 30 guests at their favorite coffee shop, even though they had not blanked. Uh, been married? No. Gotten married? bother getting permission from the coffee shop. (laughs) Wow. Employees of the Mansion House coffee shop in Indianapolis were shocked when a full wedding party, including bridegroom, (laughs) officiant guests, walked into the coffee shop, took over a whole room, blocked the entrance with their stuff, and had their ceremony. Uh, (laughs) Even worse, once the ceremony was done, everybody just sat down at the shop, ordered one coffee, and sat on their laptops for six
1: hours.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Bill, how did Peter do on our Six right. Twelve
1: more points. A birthday high of 14. All right.
5: Yes, birthday boy. You
1: get five, we tie. And that would be fun.
2: All right. So, Joelle, this is for the game. Woo! Here we go. Fill in the blank. This week, the U.N. began hearings on allegations that blank is committing genocide in Gaza. Israel. Right. This week, a man in Wisconsin was arrested for drunk driving after he blanked.
3: Crashed into a Bass Pro shop and jumped into a tank. (laughs) (laughs) No.
2: It worked for Peter. I
3: don't blame (laughs) (laughs) you.
2: After he mistook a police station for a hotel where he could crash for the night. According to a new report, executives at Tesla and SpaceX are becoming concerned by blank's drug use. Jessica
5: Berg. That's not even a person. No. It's just an employee. Mark Bezos. No.
2: (laughs) The other one, Elon Musk, citing a new state law on objectionable books in schools, a district in Florida has banned blank from their libraries.
5: Merriam-Webster.
2: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Dictionaries. Mm -hmm. The Sarasota School District refused the donation of new dictionaries, citing a recently enacted Florida law on objectionable content in school libraries. Mm -hmm. Critics called this decision ridiculous, and they stressed to the school. Board officials that dictionary is spelled D I C T. <laughs> Bill, did Joyelle do well enough to win?
1: Well, she got three right, bringing her total to ten, which means birthday boy, the birthday boy, hey. champion.
4: This is the best thing that could have ever happened on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And just a minute, our panelists predict after the Stanley Cups what will be the next big craze to sweep the nation. But first, let me tell you that... Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is a production of NPR and WBEZ Chicago in association with Urgent Haircut Productions. Doug Berman, Benevolent Overlord. Philip Godica writes our limericks. Our public address announcer is Paul Friedman. Our tour manager is Shana Donald. Thanks to the staff and crew at the Studebaker Theatre. B.J. Dieterman composed our theme. Our program is produced by Jennifer Mills, Miles Dornboss, and Lillian King. Special thanks to Monica Hickey and Blythe Robertson. Peter Gwynn is pretty in pink. Emma Choi is our vibe curator. Technical direction is from Lorna White. Our CFO is Colin Miller. Our production manager is Robert Newhouse. Our senior producer is Ian Chillog, and the executive producer of Wait Wait Don't Tell Me is Mike Danforth. Now panel, what will be the next big craze? Joelle Johnson. I'm never having a baby showers.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maeve
5: Higgins. The next big craze is a team. A moose cleaning the outside of your car, a mouse cleaning the inside.
2: Hey. Oh. And, oh, that's and Peter Gross.
4: Uh, instead of breaking up, people will say to their partner, no, honey, you sit uh, in the window seat on our Boeing plane.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, depending on that happens, panel,
1: we'll ask you about it on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
2: No. Thank you, Bill Curtis. Thanks also to Peter Gross, L. Johnson and Mae Higgins. Thanks to our fabulous audience here at the Studebaker Theater in downtown Chicago. And thanks to all of you for listening. I am Peter Sagel. And we'll see you next week.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about
3: it.